for joining us on this episode of the Make Trades Great Again podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Bradford White and Vega Pro Press. Welcome back. Make trades great again. He's Andy. I'm Eric. Andy, today, how are you doing? First of all, how are you doing, man? I'm not doing too bad. Fighting off a little head cold, so I apologize for any of the hacks that make it through editing. Well, so, we're going to do our yeah. best to pull it out. It is your week to edit. So yeah. here we go. Um, let's get right into it. We got another email from a listener. Yeah. So Connor Davis... Um, sent us another email and said, Hey, you know, um, looking at, uh, Canadian, you know, fuel prices and, you know, kind of, I'm just going to sum up his, e- his email is, you know, essentially what, what can we, you know, produce or speculate is going to happen with the energy and fuel prices and all of that stuff. And I, I don't know that we can really speculate that i mean not any better than anybody else um i guess fuel will likely go up then it'll probably go down some it'll probably go up some um and then maybe go back down but it's likely going to be higher than it was last year i don't know (laughs) i'm speculating (laughs) yeah yeah well if anybody knows me they know me for my investigative journalism yes yes. we've established that and then also for my speculation on energy prices yeah, well, I've I have heard that you're quite the speculator. Yeah, so well, but not without the support of my co-host. Yes. So anybody listening, Andy and I just spend an hour researching. <laughs> yeah. Internet I'm, researching. I'm, uh, it doesn't mean I just watched a TikTok. I might have watched a TikTok, but it wasn't the only thing that I did. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So actually, we we got some numbers, and we can throw. We're gonna we're not gonna get too deep in the weeds on the numbers and spend all day doing that because we got reprimanded the last time we talked about fuel energy costs. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we had a few comments about uh, you know you forgot about this and you forgot about that and you didn't yeah. take account for this. So yeah. well, we're not perfect. No, well, we're pretty dang close, but um, you know we we did, we did forget heat pumps. So yeah, if, if we, we if we add heat pumps into the calculation, then. Therefore, that investigative journalism will be perfect. It so, will be. And so that's um, what we've done today. That's what we've done. So we're we've here perfected to it. provide perfection. So, Yeah. Well, there's, so there's a formula. And in order to figure this out, we're going to go over it quickly. We, we figured out the national or the average national cost per decatherm of fuel last time around. Right. We talked about this. Yep. And we're going to compare two, electric and natural gas. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to yep. throw them all in there. Uh, we got the highest and lowest cost energy, right? Yep. And because of Biden's, um, what do they call it? The, the uh, this Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA. Um, yep. Isn't that the Israeli I, Republic yeah, Army? Something know, like something that. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gosh. Uh, um. Anyway, the the cost per decatherm that we came up with adjusted for natural gas was uh or per therm was right around a dollar 6 yep okay and that was but that was at 100% efficiency right right yep so if we take that and we just call we're going to we're going to compare kind of apples to apples with these numbers you ready yep we Do decided it. that if we're going to compare a kind of average heat pump system uh air to air uh, we're looking at like a mini split, 
because that's going to sure. be the most common for retrofit and moving forward. You're gonna see, we're, we're already seeing them being used in new construction design. Um, so we decided that if, if we're going to look at uh, natural gas, we have to consider efficiency because sure. we're with the heat pump, we're considering a COP, which is not efficiency, but it, it kind of pulls into that kind of realm, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Right. Yeah. Efficiency and it's perfect state, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing we got to, we got to consider here is, is that all of this is, is assumptions. So we're assuming like laboratory environment, right? We're saying that, um, under perfect conditions in the spring or fall, (laughs) not in the middle of the heating season or not in the middle of the cooling season. Right. Um, well, we wouldn't be calling talking about cooling if we're talking about natural gas. But uh, so in the heating season, um, the average cost, uh, considering efficiency, what we're, what we could um, see in like a perfect world. So that the numbers sure. work. That's basically what we're doing. Yep. Okay. So we had a dollar six per therm at one hundred percent efficiency. If we say ninety five percent. That yeah. adds five cents per therm. Yep. So we're at dollar eleven per therm, ninety per ninety-five sure. percent efficient natural gas. Yep. So we're and basically we take we're that, just gonna take nameplate data. Yeah. This yeah. this is what the manufacturer says the efficiency is of the yep. gas appliance and the we're uh, not heat talking. Pump. Yeah, we're yeah. not talking system efficiency, we're not talking <clears throat> right. COSP, nothing like that. Okay, right. not seasonal, nothing. We're just saying nameplates and lab environments. These are the tags that are on the unit, right? Yep. We're in agreement. Then if we take the kilowatt hour price, uh, national average right now at 4.4, national average per kilowatt hour. And we have a COP uh, appliance with a COP of four. Sure. That that was a that was a tough calculation to come up with. I took three <laughs> units off of off of uh, Mitsubishi's site. Yep. You know, good, better, best. I took their COP ratings divided by three, and I came up with a solid four. Solid four. There yeah, you go. because you can get COP on a you know ground source heat pumps of over eight, and you can get a COP sure. on a you know a nice average you know cost you know, split system at, you know, two and a half. Sure. So there's a big swing here. Yep. Uh, we're not taking into consideration water source. We're just talking air source here. Yep. Uh, just to keep it easy. So we take that $4.40 divided by the COP of four. Right. What do we come up with, Andy? I lost my math. <laughs> 1.1. $1. ten per That's therm. Right. So we're at $1.11 per therm on gas. 95% efficient. Yep. And we're at a dollar ten per therm electric. So with the COP of four on a heat pump. So if if we do the good math here, right? Well, I think that it, math is good. No, 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 that is good. That is great math. Okay. Doing the investigative journalism at yes. savings of one cent per therm. Wait, this is many, the kind of journalism you are known for. I know. How many how many therms do we use on average in a year? 
Oh, well, that's a really good, really good question. That's not any, I was, that wasn't in my calculations. I wasn't prepared for you to ask me that. No. So, well, one therm is a hundred thousand BTUs, right? Yeah. So if if we figured, let's say we're a hundred thousand BTU load, we're just going to, we're just going to rent, we're just going to speculate some things here. And then we Um, run our heating system for how many hours? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. Times 24 hours a day. Yeah. Times how many months? Six? Sure. Minnesota at least. Times 30. That gives us like, I don't know if my math's right. <laughs> 432 million therms. That seems okay. a little excessive. Okay. That's a lot. Doesn't that seem like a lot? That seems like a lot. Seems like a lot, yeah. <coughs> yeah. I feel like it's more like <laughs> 4 million, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That would mean that your heating system is operating for 24 hours a day for six months. That's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not, not, a, not a, it's not a good okay, math so let's, formula right there. Right, Maybe we should right. edit this part out. We, we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've edited that section out. <laughs> um, let's, let's go back to the, uh, to the, to the data that we already figured out. The jury um, is going to have to yeah. just, you know, Ignore what the plaintiff I guess where saying. I was going with this, where where that math seemed like it was going to lead me to, <laughs> was that at one cent savings, right? Yeah, yeah. How many years is the payback? Because that's the question I'm going to get from from a, an interested customer in the heat pump industry. Is what's the payback, right? And I'm yeah. just being completely ridiculous because there is no payback. No. Um, None. I mean, none at, at that point. I mean, not just if, on if, straight if, energy if, costs. Now, the government says that they're going to give you money back, though. Sure. This build back better, whatever the hell it's called. Yep. Inflation reduction, Israeli In, Republic. Yep. Um, I don't know why I got to make fun of it. I'm sorry. I, I just do. <laughs> Anytime you name yeah. something, I'm always going to look for an alternative to it. But uh, yeah, yeah, so, so the. Go ahead. So basically, there's incentive in this Inflation Reduction Act, and for the Canadians, uh, it doesn't apply. I'm sorry. So Connor, thanks for writing in, but um, in, in regards to rebate things like that, I don't. I have no idea what the Canadian government does, or if if they do something like that, or do your utilities do it? I guess right. I'd be interested. Maybe maybe send us that little comment uh, link in the uh, in the show notes is a good place to send us a. Hey, what do you guys see? What does does the government in Canada offer any assistance for heating system replacement or upgrades? I'd be curious about that. For reimbursement, as in for reimbursement type rebate. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you know, for instance, this Inflation Reduction Act, and, and I'm purely speculating because I have zero idea of what this bill is going to actually physically look like when it's done. Yeah. Um, the the what we're being told is it's going to be similar to, um. The, what was that? What was the, anyway, it was back in 2008, 9, 10. Yeah, the program. Yeah. So those programs were built to incentivize spending um, and to incentivize clean energy. So we're going to have something similar to that, but it's all going to be electric based. So there'll be incentive for heat pumps. There'll be incentive for upgrading electrical services in order to provide power for those heat pumps. there's, you know, some solar stuff in there is my understanding. And there's, you know, obviously some stuff in there for ground source heat pumps. So it, but it's all on 
electric utilization type stuff. So no gas incentives at all in that bill. Yeah, so bullshit. Yeah. It's big electric. Yeah. That's what it is. Big, big electric. Yeah. Selling, it's big electric bills. coming into the country saying once and for all, we're going to finally make it cheaper for electric versus gas. Yep. Well, which isn't is. the case. We yeah. just did the math that the investigative journalism one cent um, only cheaper. lies occasionally. Yep. Um, it's only, it's only, <laughs> yeah, you can only count on it most of the time. Um, so yeah, I mean the none of this takes into consideration, uh, seasonal efficiency, which is worth bringing up again. Right. We are literally just using the, the averages on costs. We're using the averages on efficiency, We're not system efficiency, nothing. This is just yeah. for comparison. Um, so ultimately what I, you know, we also have to bring up in the end, if we don't, we'll get, we'll hear about it. Thank you for calling us out, everybody. We will hear about it. If we don't bring out the fact that a heat pump system, this is for the gas, the pro gas people. Okay. Yeah. I might find myself in that category. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I got, I got one foot in. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah. I, I have an, an invested interest in that industry. Yeah. Um, so the pro gas people are going to point out the fact that you can't rely on just a heat pump alone for the entire heating season. Yeah. It depends on your mark on your, your location, but sure. Well, it probably a good 30, 40% of the country can't. Um, I, 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 so I, I have heard for that the entire argument. season. <clears throat> I've heard that argument and I can, mm-hmm. I can say that here in Missoula, we have a design temperature of minus 13. Yeah. We have a lot of heat pumps out there now that are sole source of heat for a building. Yeah. They work fine. Do they? <clears throat> yep. I mean, do at 15 below zero, are, are we getting calls from the customer saying, hey, you know, well, it's a little bit chillier in here. Yep, it's going to be. Yeah. It's 15 below zero outside. You know, your system was at its rated performance at, you know, right about now. And you know what? Whatever. Our humidity is different than where it was tested in a laboratory. Yeah, of course. You know, <clears throat> anytime you reach that uh, design condition, that design conditions, um, you know, you, you, you're going to get that. Um, you're going to find out where your math was wrong. You know, it's the only time of the year <laughs> where you find out if you did your math right. Well, our math is so fudged anyway in the, right. in the, um, in the net positive to oversizing systems as yeah. it is. So if you calculate the need for, you know, 80,000 BTUs heating or, you know, uh, three tons cooling, something like you're going to be oversizing the equipment because we're not, uh, we, we don't know the exact performance of a structure. We don't know the, sure. we cannot predict the weather perfectly. We cannot, you know, there are f- various factors that will, you know, does somebody leave a window open? Things like that, you know, like yeah. all of this comes into play to say, well, there's a percentage or a certain amount of overcalculation or over um, the numbers are going to be larger than they need to be. And that's to your favor. It is uh, maybe it costs us more, but we're all in that boat, right? Yeah. If we, uh, if we all had a proper calculation 
for heating and cooling load done and our equipment was sized on that load exactly the same across the board, we'd all be oversized that much, right? It's yeah. not crazy. Uh, there, are, there are also people that will then take that number and they think that that's the number, that number just, you know, I'm going to upsize it from that so that I just don't get a callback, you know, yeah. things like that. And that's a whole different discussion, but right. it's not any, it's not useful by any means. Uh, right. I'll just leave it at that unless you have something to add to that whole debacle. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I think that's a whole different same. episode. But so, yeah, the quick math show that if we just take these average costs and we take the average ratings, we can pretty easily see that under these conditions, it is going to be kind of one for one on cost for energy input um, yep. using gas or electric. If you're looking at if you're comparing like a high efficiency gas system to a. Uh, average heat pump air source yeah. system yeah. for heating. Well, and and I, like and I, I think we we kind of mentioned it. I mean, it's 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 fair to assume that that you're. I mean, I guess one of the things that I look at and one of the, one of the comments that I have with my customers is that hey, you know, um, you know, as we as we're talking about these seasonal efficiencies I and mean, things like that that you have to look at in the winter time on natural gas, your efficiency of your system diminishes slightly as we increase the water temperature, you know, based on outdoor reset, all those things, the same is going to happen with a heat pump. We're going to diminish that COP as the outdoor temperature drops. Absolutely. So it's, it's important to recognize that if you drop the two at the same rate, the cost of, of, of the electric heat pump is going to rise significantly where the cost of the natural gas appliance is going to have minimal change in, in dollars change. Yeah. Cause the cost per, uh, well, the kilowatt right. hour cost doesn't change, but the cost based off a of COP usage per kilowatt yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. Per therm does. Yep. It's a, it's a proportional relationship there. Sure. It's a ratio. I believe that's what they call it. A ratio. A ratio. In, in the, uh, the yeah. math world, no, it's right. no, it's math. We're not journalists anymore. Okay, We're mathematicians. <laughs> mathematicians. Only I find this funny. I'm sure everybody <laughs> listening, hearing me say stuff like that, is just like this dude is so annoying. <laughs> and I acknowledge no. that. I acknowledge your annoyance in me, but I will not stop. It's kind of the stop. dad in me. You know what That's I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it's the drive for a a, a fresh dad joke on the daily. Well, so I want to switch gears a little bit on this topic. Okay. We got a little bit of time. Uh, I want to kind of draw kind of a, a positive note on this because we can come up with a hundred different reasons why this math could be a little flawed, right? Sure. Uh, we've already covered them. Performance uh, it doesn't, that's not true at this month or this location. Right. Okay. Again, averages. But, um, there are a lot of places that are legislating this this uh, electrification. In I mean, it's it's enacted, it's in being enforced. Uh, things like I know it's true in Canada and a lot of places it already has been for a little while. Uh, right. Basically, I don't want to use the word outlaw because I think it's a little extreme. Sure, but they're they're not permitting buildings with uh, gas systems. Yeah. In certain areas, they're just not. Yep. They're just saying you have to have the, a different sort. We're not using gas. We're not using fossil right. fuel. Yep. Put it that way. 
And so um, this stuff isn't, this is, this is here. This is sure. uh we're not talking SEER two appliance ratings and many how it's made, none of that. We're talking about literally you go and get a permit to install, replace, or build. Uh, and you're, a lot of people in this country right now are up against the fact that they have to be working under these parameters. It is electric right. or it's, or it's nothing. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, we're going to see a, we're going to see a change that direction. Um, you know, you and I in a Northern climate, maybe an extreme Northern climate or extremer than some of the rest of the country. Um, it's, it's harder to justify. Um, and, you know, and part of that is, is that if I have a house that needs a hundred thousand BTUs worth of heat, that's a, that's a harder bill to fill with a single system in a heat pump. Um, you know, I, yeah, I can get a big VRF system, but um, trying to produce a hundred thousand BTUs worth of heat at fifteen below zero—that's that's kind of a challenge with an air air to air to water heat pump or an air yeah. to air heat pump, rather. Absolutely, it is. You know, uh, so performance of structures too are going to be a big, yep. not just the where that house is built, you yep. know, just the performance of it. I've got a twenty, uh, like a twenty-year-old house now. And honestly, my windows are shot. Yeah. And that's a huge check, you know, against in the negative column on how my house performs. Right. So well, I can do heat number. load calculation. I can come up with the number, but I can tell you in real life, you know, that yep. uh, my system's going to have to outperform others for the same house that are performing better. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Well, like I mean, we just talked about this in a, in a past episode here, you know, a few weeks ago was, I mean, we kind of walked away from that job and I'm back at that job. We're now doing a plumbing remodel. We're going to modify some of the baseboard heat and we are going to install a heat pump there, but it's not going to be sole source. No. And so she wants, she's really wants to do it. So what we're, what we're looking at doing now in that particular case is it's going to be shoulder season heat, you know? So when we can say, Hey, the upstairs doesn't need that much heat, in you know set you know end of august october september november and you know maybe in march we're going to fire that thing up and and let it run and yeah. at that point where we've got premium operating conditions it's going to be cheaper to run than the gas is because is. Her, heat, her heat loads low she's going to have a high cop things are going to be great she's willing to spend the money on on a partial system that's also going to provide air conditioning yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And there's, back to what I was trying to get at too. I didn't quite finish my thought. Uh, cause I, I myself went off on a tangent, but trying to be positive about this and, and, and acknowledging the fact that this is in place for a lot of people already. It's coming for, like you mentioned for us, it's just going to take a little more, more time for them to figure this out for the colder climates. Not that we're not moving in that direction, right. uh, as contractors out in the field or builders or, you know, um, but this is opportunity for every one of us. And you've brought that up in past episodes. We talked about, you know, looking back, looking forward, we've talked about what's happening now. Uh, and a lot of the discussion you've brought up has been that this has been of high interest coming from your clients. Your clients are wanting yeah. this. Okay. So it's been sold to them. It's opportunity for us as, as a service provider to answer the call. And this is new business. A lot of yep. it is going to be new business. It, you you will be working for existing customers, yes. 
you will be bringing in and building your clientele because of it. I'm not trying to, I'm not pro legislation on this. I'm not one way or another on the politics of it. Right. I'm just trying to look at it. Like I didn't, I'm not on the Senate floor of enacting this into law. I'm right. out here in the field trying to figure out what does it mean for Ani plumbing heating? Right. right. Or what does it mean for, you know, Chris Armstrong that was on Armstrong plumbing and heating uh, yeah. just last, you know, a week ago couple of weeks ago. Like, what does that mean for us? And, and so the positive vibe I'm trying to pull out of this and, and make sure that we all consider is that this does mean new business. And there's, yep. I don't know anything bad about that. We talk about business all the time on the make trades great again podcast. Cause I think here it comes. I think that making the trades great again includes knowing how to run your business well and thinking about it business minded. Yep. There you go. That's my pitch. How, how corporate wow. did that sound at that the was, end there? That was nice. It was nice. It was nice. It was, Dude, that we're going to come in under 30. Do it. Under 30 minutes? Under 25? Maybe. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>